Hello and welcome to DIY EV Chat, the podcast about building your own electric car. And today we're joined for the first time in my memory by somebody on the other side of the Atlantic. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Greg. Glad to be here. Hi, Tom. <laughs> um, so Greg has his own YouTube channel, Good Enough Garage, which I'm sure many of you will be familiar with. Uh, we'll get into his product, his products, his projects. Um, but we'll start by asking the question I always ask, because people are always interested in what sort of skills it requires to build your own EV. Uh, so, Greg, you know, what's the day job? Uh, where, what skills do you bring to uh, to mucking around with electric vehicles? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I do have a strong background in being an email administrator, <laughs> which I think more than qualifies me for doing this. Ever have to get in under the uh, under the hood of the uh, of, of the email server? Exactly. Yeah. So, having grown tired of reading other people's emails, I decided to do something with my hands. You know, there's only so many breakups, divorces, and get backs you can live through other people's emails. Before you tire of that. But seriously, I mean, have you done stuff like this before? Do you have a sort of engineering background, an engineering degree, or a, a long history of tinkering? A long history of tinkering. I was the kid with the bicycle with, the, I think you guys call them dynamo, like little generators yeah. that you press against the wheel. So I have the two headlights in the front, the two taillights on my bike in the back at seven years old with two mirrors, blinkers, or turn signals on your bicycle. I always loved that. Uh, my brother would probably attest, my younger brother, that no toy with a motor was safe around the house. If, if the batteries died, I'm, I'm taking the engine out or the motor out. Right? I love tinkering, love learning, uh, but no, no formal skills whatsoever. You know, as you can see. <laughs> and, and apart from the uh, apart from the bike with the dynamo, any projects a bit like this before you sort of started uh, pulling a truck apart? Well, very similar to a lot of people that came on here, I started with go-karts and of course, who better to test on than your children. So I built a electric go-kart for my son. He was about six or seven and I think you have a daughter. So I have a younger uh, daughter who was uh, three at the time. And just a quick story about learning about gearing. I wanted to convert little pedal go-kart to electric. And I called the motor company and I said, hey, can I buy this 19 tooth sprocket for this go-kart I'm building for my three-year-old? And you know me, I'm a funny guy, I joke around with the engineer there. And he goes, sir, do you want your three-year-old daughter going 45 miles an hour in the parking lot? And I said, oh, no, maybe I should buy the 50 tooth sprocket, right? So that was my, uh, you know, introduction to hearing, which I still don't grasp about. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so I did the go-karts and then graduated to a electric motorcycle. I think we bought a house and we opened the garage and we found a abandoned motorcycle there. And it was a Suzuki Katana. And the reason I'm sharing this is because I renamed it Watana. And I made a website for it, of course. And um, quick story on that. A friend of mine got fired from work and he decided to ride his motorcycle across the United States. So he rode it from California to Florida. And he called me from Florida. This is before FaceTime and all that. And says, Greg, I'm standing in this guy's garage in Florida. And he's telling me about this crazy guy in California 
who built an electric motorcycle and I'm trying to tell him that I'm your test pilot. So what a small world, right? But yeah, yeah. that was a little Mars motor, like, I don't know, I don't know, it was nine inch or something. And it was right before they were doing hub motors. And I really wanted to do a hub motor, but they were so expensive at the mm -hmm. time. So this thing had a range of 11 miles and my work was 10.5 miles from my house. And I wanted to take it to work and charge, but they told me they wouldn't let me charge it there because if they let me charge it, then they would have to let everybody else charge their electric converted motorcycles. And I was like, who else has one of these things, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, these are fairly, um, it's a market of one at that point, really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And so you've done the bike, so you clearly had a sense of what could be done with EV conversion. Did you, were you looking at cars at that point or did, did the cars come later? So the way I transitioned into car EV, so the motorcycle obviously and the go-karts are the DC motor era, right? So you just have a DC motor and a controller. Mm. And this is before I, um, well, I don't know if I ever learned how to weld, but I took a welding class and I have stories about everything. I don't know how I end up there, but at the uh, junior college here, my teacher taught at Folsom Prison welding for like 30 years. And oh boy, every once in a while, if we egg them on, he would tell us an amazing story about welding in prison. I, I'm sure you guys heard of Folsom Prison, right? Yeah, yeah. World. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Yeah, it's exactly. It's where they record music videos, Metallica and so on. So anyway, um, the motorcycle was before I knew how to weld. So that was limiting. But then I thought, I'm a third tier IT guy, you know how it is, uh, eight hours a day, five days a week, no one comes with you with uh, anything but problems. So my team, we used to joke that we wanted to get that phone call where somebody says, hey, Tom, you know the 172 printers you guys rolled out statewide two years ago? Zero problems. They're working amazing. Thank you so much, right? We never get those calls. So. So I said, I'm going to buy an old truck. And this is before any dreams of electric conversions. And I said, I want a carburetor, a distributor, points, maybe six volt car battery, just as primitive as possible. Manual steering, manual brakes, no computer, nowhere near the car. A real so, dinosaur. Exactly. So I bought this truck and my kids nicknamed it Rusty. So I. I chuckle when you guys think the rabbit is rusty. That to me <laughs> is immaculate. And, and so I started, things started sneaking up on me. I replaced a carburetor and it came with an electric choke. And I thought, well, this isn't a thermal choke, but I'll let it slide. And then I replaced points with an electronic distributor. And it was kind of, I was getting that bug, right? And then uh, I meet guys online and become friends. And this guy from a couple states over, said he grew up in Sacramento, so he came down to visit my truck builds and told me about something called LS swaps. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, people swap LSs anywhere from motorhomes to Miatas, right? And I thought, LS swap, what the hell is that? What are you talking about? He goes, you should put an LS swap in this truck. And I Googled it and found out it's like a Corvette type motor. And I thought, oh, maybe. Next thing I know, I'm doing my third LS swap building um, 80 pin LS wiring harnesses, of course, on the kitchen island, right? And um, 
and I start getting into all the swaps and then the truck was but the prices of these LS motors went from 900 bucks, 700 bucks to like $2,500. And I don't know how you guys are, but I can't pay more for a part than I did for the donor car. And yeah. I got the truck for like a thousand bucks or 1500. But uh, I went on DIY electric car and I, I will not forget the name. I'm going to track this guy down. Guy named Ben said, what the hell you want to put a Nissan Leaf motor into that truck? You need something stronger. You know, check out um, this Lexus transmission, you know, and uh, with electric motors in it. And, of course, then I discovered that guy, forget his name, cat guy from Ireland, you know. Um, <laughs> Mr. McGuire. Exactly. <laughs> and about two years later of watching all his videos and understanding less than 10% of each I thought, let's try it, you know. Um, I remember having a hard time finding these, uh, this transmission anywhere because I kept looking for electric motor, electric motor. I didn't realize that these motors live inside the transmission. So once I started searching for Lexus transmission, I was like, aha. And then I find one, and I don't know how this always happens. It's always on the East Coast, all the way across the country. And so I buy this thing, and then my friend goes, well, how are we going to get it shipped? I'm like, well, it's free shipping. He says, yes, free freight shipping. Do you know what that means? And I'm like, I have no idea. So I look, and it says, you must have a dock and a forklift, or they will not drop it off. <laughs> and, and I live in a regular house, you know, so... Well, then I started going down a short list of friends who might have shops, and I slipped 20 bucks to this friend to look the other way while this got dropped off at his work. You know, I'm sure they thought, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I went there with the wife's car, as always, and I had this forklift driver. He was a surgeon. He loaded this pallet into my wife's Honda Pilot, and it had a millimeter on each side, right, to, to fit. And so... um that led to my first video, of course, it was a before talkies, it was almost a silent video because I was so excited. I couldn't figure out how to get the uh, microphone to work and I had to film that video and I get the call that I need to pick up some friends from the airport as I'm filming. So I thought, oh, great. Well, yeah. <laughs> so that's the Lexus GS450H transmission and, and you paired that with the matched inverter, did you? I did. I, I do that. I know that you have a, a Prius Gen 3 inverter. A lot of mm. people really love those, but you will run it with the Outlander or something like that motor. So you guys like to mix and match. And uh, I haven't graduated to that. I, I barely can get Prius to go with the Prius. So, you know, I'm kind of taking it slowly. And, uh, well, I'm going back your way next time. I think I'm going to, I'm going to stick to match stuff next time. Very good. And, uh, uh, I'm still running on only MG2, so one motor. Okay. And that is plenty. If I could snap my fingers and double or triple my battery pack, which is a BMW 530E, and I think you have the baby pack from the 330E, mm. which uh, I'm going to put in my Rabbit. I love those packs, by the way. So, yeah, it's that's what's in the truck, and uh really like how... I didn't have to do the, you know, those plates where you, adapter plates, you know, where 
people stand up the transmission up on, on its head and try to balance it. And they do a great job, but I mean, I can barely drill a straight hole. So <laughs> if I didn't have to do the adapter plate, that was good enough for me. It's the coupler that's the hard part. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, make, making a functioning coupler on a uh, on a Black & Decker workmate in your backyard without a lathe is uh, an interesting process. Um, and for pe people who don't know, the truck is what sort of truck? So it's a Frankenstein. Um, this truck uh, is a cab, a 1971 cab on a 1969 chassis. So when I go to AutoZone, I ask for a part. I mean, the guy's eyes flip in the back of their heads, you know, because which part are we talking about? And it's very common, you know, and I don't know why this truck ended up the way it is because a really good friend of mine sold it to me and I've seen this truck as a 1969 white Chevy truck. And then um, when I bought it, it ended up being technically a GMC cab on a 69 chassis. So. Maybe there was some shadiness involved somewhere. Sometimes we will literally sell VIN numbers out of state and people will build the car around the VIN number because it's much more lax outside of California. So I am in the worst state to be a car guy for sure. You know, they, yeah, they, it, it certainly seems Florida seems to be the best place, right? It may be, yeah. The other states laugh at me when I tell them about smog tests and needing a uh, title to buy a car they just say well just have them sign a napkin you know bill a sale on a napkin and that's good enough and no it's not like that in california uh, i've, so I've seen freddie Tavares driving cars with no doors around florida so yeah right. and, and they don't even ship certain rubber products to california you can buy it on amazon and then it just won't ship and you go look at it and of course, you know, it may cause cancer in this state, but not anywhere else, right? So we always have to deal with that. And so what, what are the bits of use? You've got the BMW, the BMW hybrid batteries, the Lexus GS450H. What, I mean, what about, you know, stopping a truck like that? Does it need uh, power brakes? Have you got sort of brake assist, things like that in there? I, I wear out my, uh, you know, uh, uh, Converse, the soles on my Converse all the time. Well, I, that's the part I struggle with. And I, I always laugh at this because my LS swaps always had some sort of issue that was totally not related to the LS swap. Like, oh, the heater doesn't work or leaks my heater core. And with this electric truck, here I'm shoving an electric motor in this truck, but I'm having problems with brakes. I mean, how ridiculous is that? So I started with a, a Honda CRV iBooster. And then uh, my friend and I bled that Heating, but it wasn't. It just, I think the boring stroke on that piston is a uh, different size than the truck. Remember, the truck used to be a drum drum and not right. a disc disc. So then I thought, you know, the right thing to do is throw more money at the problem. So I bought a another Honda Accord, like a Gen 2 i booster. Tried that, same issue. The pedal would just, it, it, like when you press it, it wobbles at the bottom of the floor and there's really no pressure or fluid. So to, and then I said, okay, um, let's throw more money, money at it. And then I bought a Tesla, an official Tesla iBooster from the Model S or Model 3, same problem. And then I think I ran out of money. So I decided to revert back to manual brakes, believe it or not. So no booster, just manual disc drum 
uh, uh, master cylinder. And I'm telling you, it's all you need. Um, granted, I'm not setting any speed records, but I do drive that truck hard, you know. And when you let off the uh, throttle, regen kicks in. That starts slowing you down. Right. And then I just cover the brake and I'm stopped, you know. So uh, if I could leave it like that, I will. But that's in phase two. I'm going to revisit. And I think uh, there are some people who are telling us that the bolt, uh, bolt eye booster. Maybe you're familiar with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So not I'm many, not try. many of them over here, but yeah. So I'm going to try that because you know I have three eye boosters. I need a fourth. And um, but the rabbit that I bought that thing because manual brakes, manual steering, manual everything. So uh, I won't have to deal with the eye booster in it. And it's a smaller car, so maybe the the boring stroke will be fine in the rabbit if I decide to do that again, like phase two or something. Nice and quiet though, if you've got no pumps running. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen you guys do the Volvo pump and stuff like that. You may have even been uh, watching uh, one of your videos, and that's what you hear. You don't hear the inverter or the motor. You're hearing that darn pump, right? There's a there's a screamer, as it's known. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, I watched one of your recent videos, and someone was saying that if they make noise, they're about to fail, mm. and if they're quiet, then they're the good one. So. Yeah, I'm I've not found a, I've not found a quiet one yet. So, um, and where did you do the work? Are you? I mean, I'm I'm hoping that you're one of the lucky people in America who've got a bit more space than we get over in Europe. So, do you have a garage to work in? Yeah, and see again, a funny story. We uh, we lived in this house that we were renting with the handshake agreement that we would live there for like ten years, send our kids to school. Big, beautiful house, three car garage. I mean, just the dream. And uh, this is right around the uh, real estate crash in America. And uh, long story short, the owners decided to sell it. And this is like when I'm in the middle of my LS swaps, all these projects. And I kid you not, we moved, I think, six times in four years. Wow. Within a half a mile of our house. Like the movers knew us by name. And the joke was, Tom, if you wanted to sell your house, rent it to us and we guarantee a sell within six months. Okay, <laughs> it was ridiculous. So I've set up so many uh, sort of shops in my garage with shelving, you know how it is, and, and lighting, lift a finger to do any more shelving or lighting. And all my friends were like, just do it one more time, please. And so I did that. So I'm blessed, uh, I watched like, People like you, where you have that little shed that you open up like the top door and the side door. And I, anytime I complain of a three car garage, I'll just turn to your channel and just be like, <laughs> he's doing that out of a shed in the rain. So toughen up, you know? So yeah. I'm blessed. I, I wish I had a lift, but everybody always wants something they don't have. I wish I had a proper lift, like a two post or a four post, you know? Um, and yeah, that's to... that's living the dream. That is. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, I'm I'm blessed. I I've, I've tooled up, and um, I thought my truck was going to be the last project, uh, but I I'm all tooled up. So I just you know moment of weakness. I was on Craigslist and left unsupervised, and I saw that rabbit, and uh, you know I have to get it. 
So the, the rabbit for European viewers slash listeners is what we call a golf. Um, and you've got, I noticed you were washing the uh, Prius Gen 3 inverter in the sink at home, uh, Brave. Um, <laughs> what what are you going to match that with? That's matched with a, a Prius motor, is it? Or Yes, yes. So um, the same uh, guys who uninstalled that uh, inverter for me with a grenade at the junkyard also took care of the transmission. So, uh, <laughs> yes, that would be a match. And I paid a little bit extra just so, you know, again, my OCD so that both the inverter and the transmission are from the same year. Uh, I'm I'm learning a lot about this, and uh, Toyota usually runs in about five five or six year runs, but for some reason I keep getting part numbers for 2010 through 11 on these, and then 2012 to 2015, and so when I saw that the uh, transmission was already on the gravel on the ground, you know I grabbed it with the inverter, and uh, all I have to do now is uh, just replace all the wiring that they shredded with a machete. I don't understand why they're cutting them up like that, but yeah, it's the same in the UK. When you uh, get these things, they've just they've just like you know, gone gone at the uh, the uh, high voltage cables with an angle grinder just to get them out. Do not understand. Well, they cut my high voltage cables in two places, so I have this six inch middle section. So I my dreams of splicing them together just for bench testing, you know. Because you know how the internet is if I try to repair them and run them in the car. Yeah, wi wireless high-voltage connections, it'll be fine. Absolutely, yeah. Now, given the stricter sort of regulatory environment in California, did you have any issues getting the, the truck approved for the road? Well, um, what truck? I mean, that truck is not electric. That truck is regular. Um, the, I'm glad you asked because for any Americans watching, the magic number in California is 1975. So any 1975 or older doesn't have to pass our yearly or every two year regulations or tests, which you guys call MOT or what have you. Yeah. We call it smog. And um, and so we don't have to pass this test. So my trucks are literally like 1974 and a half, you know. Uh, the rabbit, though, and this young man recently bought some parts from me, and he taught me a new trick. If they're diesel, like the rabbit, then that year thing moves up to like 1985 or 1995. So that's why I ended up with that rabbit, which I had to have, because it's newer, but I also don't have to smog it. And unfortunately, uh, I was doing a little research, and California used to give you like the HOV lane stickers if you converted your car to electric but at this time there's absolutely zero benefit and i'm not telling people to do the right thing um i will probably uh register these as electric i would definitely do it if there was some sort of a benefit mm. uh, my third car um tom make me a promise if i buy the next car that is not newer than the year 2000 you know something from this millennia you punch me in the neck because I am not going to spend a year on rust on the next one. So the next one, since it won't be smog exempt, I will go and try to register it as an official electric car. And we'll this, see this, is the, this is your European heritage coming out. This is the desire to deal with rust. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, hey, it's a California car. California cars don't rust, right? You know, that, that just makes my... Um, 
the hair on the back of my neck stand up when somebody says, buy a California car. And... Arizona car next time, maybe. For sure. Nevada, Arizona, yeah. Um, what, any, what about insurance there? What's insurance like in the States? I just added this again to Geico. I'm just using Geico at the moment, and uh, I've used that for my LS swaps. Um, I haven't gone down the route of uh, historic cars or antiques, you know, but they're all POS. So I, I pretty much have insurance just for the legal aspect because it's mandatory. Mm -hmm. and have to be covered if I cause damage to somebody else's vehicle. If something happens to Dusty, you know, I'm just going to deal with it. I mean, reason to do a Tesla dual motor, you know, swap. They'll be doing me a favor. And if they steal it, oh, my goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> I want to see somebody tinker with that 400 volts under the hood trying to hotwire the idea of me trying to steal my e-swap <laughs> car always makes me chuckle. Like, good luck with that. Good luck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and what about the biggest challenges along the way, apart from rust? Oh, uh, well, the iBooster kicked my butt. Mm. That was really nice. Um, let's see. Uh, um, Arduino, that's a good one, right? Uh, you know, coding, right? Mm. I mean, I'm a script kitty. I, I front, I've written scripts and, you know, it's funny because I like that constant stuff in Python and Perl and what have you. So I understand things like structure, but a lot of the Arduino tutorials are, are like how to make an LED flash, right? They're not like how you tune an MG2, you know, stuff like that. So um, that was a bit of a challenge in understanding that you know what a sketch is and, and you know that kind of stuff but uh, i tend to make friends and then just you know uh, i'm not too proud to ask for help and that my it background taught me that in you know, the power of the hey you question right hey you tom how do we do this and and people have been so calling that open inverter and diy electric car forum and everywhere they will help you out guys love talking about this stuff right I mean, look at us and look at me. I'm rambling on and on. So, of course. They're a good bunch for sure. That makes me ask a question. So what are you using to control the GS450H? Does that mean you're using a sort of a, an Arduino sketch spitting out the um, serial commands? So I'm running Damien's uh, VCU, right? But okay. it's the one before the zombie. Uh, but still, you know, um, it's it's amazing what he has done and what the folks at Open Network have done. But as a warning to newcomers, it's not 100% fully baked. The, the, mm. It's still kind of on a hobbyist level. And yes, you can do it, but it's not, you know, where every connector is labeled and you just plug them in and you flip a switch, right? And you're driving. There's a little bit of tinkering involved. And for, for a new person, it's a bit frustrating. There's a big learning curve. And then once you do it, okay, oh, yeah, it's easy now, right? It wasn't so easy six months ago. Yeah, don't expect a Lego kit. Exactly, yeah. And um, most rewarding part? Well, it's always that first drive or that first wheel spin. And I don't know if you've seen my video where my truck kept spinning the opposite wheel from the side of the camera. Because here we have um, uh, dependent rear differentials, right? Where they're live axles and they're not, you know, um, they're, it's not pause. It's only one wheel spins. 
And uh, I remember running around the truck to film the wheel that's actually spinning. And it was always the opposite one like that. <laughs> How is this happening? And then just that first drive, I've seen so many videos of guys. I kind of tend to follow and favor the GS450H you know, crew, uh, which mm. I hope you become a part of. And um, just well, it's little guys, brother anyway. I've seen guys with like extension hoses, uh, uh, extension wires roll back 30 feet and roll forward, you know, things like that. And I just love that, that first, the thrill of that first drive. Um, and then uh, maybe going to like Toyota dealership and charging in their parking lot, my truck. That was, that was fun. Uh, it was a bit out of necessity because I sort of overestimated the range of my whopping nine kilowatt hour battery pack. But I pulled into the parking lot and they came out of the service department and started talking to me and they're really, really cool guys. And so, you know, I told them I was under the hood and they thought like, is this guy for real? What, what is he doing? <laughs> so. What's been your favorite tool on the project? Oh, I'm glad you asked. I actually brought it. So this here, uh, it's a multi-tool really. Uh, it's used <laughs> as a pry bar. Um, this happens to be a standard. Uh, now that I got the rabbit, I may need to, um, oops, it's upside down. I may need to uh, find one that's metric. But <laughs> seriously, man, um, anything from doing uh, mock-ups, you wedge a piece of wood under there, and then if you need to uh, pry something up, or even that thing's got a million holes because I drill on top of it, it's a, it's a multi-tool for sure. and. Uh, I chuckle and, and it's also wood. It doesn't conduct electricity. So it's safe around those high voltage battery packs. So that's excellent. And so on the rabbit, so what, well, is there much more to come on the electric? What are you, what's next for that? Uh, Maybe solving that braking problem. Yeah. Uh, I've got to, uh, de-ice the rabbit and, um, that should be happening soon. I'm not a winter guy by any means. And, um, the temperature can change here so quickly in a matter of months, it will drop under 70 degrees Fahrenheit. And it's just, you know, that's freezing for us. I, I hate working in my winter shorts, but yeah, I am excited to work on the rabbit and, um, uh, making more horrible videos with two cameras and maybe some sound and just, uh, you know, watching your videos on tuning, I would love to get into tuning the motors. I'm not sure. Do you think I need to tune the Prius transaxle with the Prius inverter, or did you only do that because you mixed and matched? Um, it was. I mean, there's. I think you can always do a bit of tuning because your the the Prius is not behaving like it thinks it should. It's been you know semi lobotomized, or right. at least it's had a, a second brain bolted onto it. Are you using Zombie with the with the Rabbit project? Yes, I'm going to use the zombie and um, uh, I'm just kind of chuckling because I did that uh, vote on my build thread, which motor to use. And I kid you not, the day I drove home with the Prius components, the vote was 14 Nissan Leaf and 13 Toyota Prius. And I thought, oh, God, you know, <laughs> oh, no, I need to put a fix in for that. But, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's you, you. You, I imagine. I don't know. Is the nice answer, but I imagine you can still tune things like, um, 
you know how much current you're pumping in but the the, the with the toyota brain still in there it's going to limit things isn't it it's going to it's not going to let you go beyond its own threshold whereas because i've completely lobotomized my prius inverter and i'm using it with a completely different motor i can dump as much current as as the uh, as the as the inverter will allow in there yeah absolutely and i i also ordered a uh, outlander charger so i i would love to do the internal logic boards and the inverter because something that Johannes did with the Gen 2 where he uses that one box as a charger and DCD yeah. inverter and a um, controller and what have you that is very appealing to me and that's the simplicity I want in the rabbit but again kind of phase one I don't want to open it up and fling resistors off of that um, circuit board to make it charge beyond 200 volts or what have you so and the Outlander Charger is such an appealing option. It's so simple to use. Well, it's it's the white rhino, you know, we or a unicorn in the States. Um, excuse me, we don't have those in the States. I have to order it from the UK. And something, I don't, there's a trend on eBay. If you want something, just say you want to watch it. And then the sellers will contact you with the discount. So a friend turned me on to that. And I said, oh, 400 pounds, I'll just watch it. There's no way I'm paying that price. And then... The guy turned around and wanted like 90 pounds for it. I'm like, well, it'd be criminal not to get this thing. And so it's still in the box in the garage. I have to do an unboxing video on it, you know. And uh, But uh, Jamie, your friend, uh, uses it. And uh, it seems very appealing. So yeah. I want to try it. And yeah. It's a nice, simple option. We'll, we'll get it get it in, get it in the sink. Give it a good watch. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant well listen greg thank you so much it's been brilliant to have you on um really appreciate you making the time in the middle of your day uh, and my evening here um please do go and check out greg's channel there's loads of great videos on there um of both projects just starting to build up the videos on the rabbit project now uh, and plenty more to come i'm sure um thanks for watching i hope you like this uh please do like subscribe leave a review leave a comment do like the comments and the questions etc uh, lots more of these to come. There's been a little bit of a pause uh, between me being ill, uh, someone else being in, another future guest who will have to wait a few weeks because he's off uh, working abroad. But I've got a good lineup for the rest of the year lined up. So, yeah, please do like and subscribe for more DIY EV chat, whether you're listening or watching. Bye bye.